Today is Thursday, July 7th, 2022, and this is Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. First off, a weather alert for you. We've got a flood watch in effect until midnight for Hill, Shoto, Blaine, Judith Basin, and Fergus counties. Locally heavy rain from thunderstorms could result in flooding of creeks, streams, and other low-lying and flood-prone locations. Rainfall rates exceeding one inch per hour will be possible with some of the storms this evening. Again, a flood watch until midnight. For the rest of your Thursday, mostly cloudy, chance of thunderstorms, some of which may be severe with damaging winds, large hail, and heavy rainfall. Highs 80 to 85. Southeast winds 10 to 15 miles an hour. Chance of thunderstorms 40%. Tonight, mostly cloudy with a chance of thunderstorms in the evening, then a slight chance of thunderstorms after midnight. Patchy fog after midnight. Some of the thunderstorms could be severe with damaging winds, large hail, and heavy rainfall. Lows around 60. Southeast winds 10 to 20. Chance of storms 50%. Friday, patchy fog in the morning. Partly cloudy. Slight chance of thunderstorms in the morning. Then mostly cloudy. Chance of thunderstorms in the afternoon, some of which may be severe with damaging winds and large hail. Highs 85 to 90, southwest winds 5 to 15, shifting to the southeast in the afternoon. Chance of storms 50%. Friday night, mostly cloudy, rain showers likely. Chance of thunderstorms in the evening, then chance of thunderstorms after midnight, some of which may be severe with damaging winds and large hail. Lows around 60, southeast winds 10 to 15, gusting to around 30. After midnight, winds will shift to the south 5 to 10. 60% chance of precipitation. Saturday sunny, 20% chance of thunderstorms in the afternoon, highs around 85. West winds 5 to 15. Saturday night partly cloudy, 20% chance of thunderstorms, lows 55 to 60. Sunday and Sunday night mostly clear, highs 80 to 85, lows around 55. Monday sunny, highs 80 to 85. Monday night mostly clear, lows around 55. Tuesday sunny, highs 85 to 90. And Tuesday night and Wednesday of next week mostly clear, lows around 60, highs 90. Let's turn to local news. A five-justice panel of the Montana Supreme Court on Wednesday ruled in favor of a man who was convicted on felony charges due to evidence obtained when the scope of a traffic stop in Blaine County was expanded. The court's opinion reversed the Blaine County District Court's denial of a motion to suppress evidence. The court declared that the conviction of Jason Aaron Carrywater on two felony charges must be dismissed with prejudice. The case stems from a traffic stop that occurred on the morning of April 27, 2019 by the Easy Mart Casino in Harlem. Carrywater was in a car alongside a man with an active warrant for for arrest and no valid driver's license. Carrywater was later confirmed to be the driver, and the court ruled the stop was unlawfully extended after the sergeant suspected criminal activity based on his observations. For more on this case, just check out our website. That would be HighlineToday.com. The Haver City Council has approved a deer management action plan. The plan attempts to tackle the overabundance of deer in Haver through a free public bow and arrow hunting season, as well as by trapping and euthanizing. Bow and arrow hunting would only be allowed in certain areas, according to Mayor Doug Kerker. It's only going to be in certain areas of the community that, that are, you know, would be safe for archery hunting. So areas that were open enough to do that. So like I said, you're not going to be able to stand on your porch and shoot arrows. Hunters will be able to acquire a special B license, although existing valid 600 or 690 hunting district licenses are also allowed. Deer that are viable must be processed and donated. The range of possible dates for harvest are August 15th through February 15th. The plan will now go before the Montana Fish and Wildlife Commission in October for final approval. The Haver City Council convened for their regular monthly meeting Tuesday evening and approved numerous agenda items, including several ordinance changes. Two of the three ordinances that had a second reading were passed unanimously, while the third was more contentious. The ordinance that was debated at some length and opposed by Alderman Josh Miller and Derek Eldridge prohibits trailers 
from parking too close to structures for safety reasons. It requires vehicles such as campers to be parked in a rear yard and less inaccessible. In that case, a trailer or RV can be parked in a front or side yard, provided it is on a surface prepared with asphalt, concrete, gravel, or pavers. It also prohibits people from living or sleeping on campers or RVs on residential property for more than five consecutive days. The National Interagency Fire Center released their Wildland Fire Potential Outlook for the coming months, and elevated concerns are expected soon on the High Line. The outlook states that for the months of August and September, the potential for significant wildland fires will be above normal for our region. For July and October, fire potential is expected to be about normal. Despite recent rainfall, much of the region remains in a severe drought. But with near-average temperature and precipitation expected in July, normal significant fire potential is projected for the rest of this month. As the summer drags on, drying and slight warming shown in longer-range weather outlooks imply that there will be greater fire potential come August. One more note before moving to state news, there was supposed to be a virtual public meeting for Downtown Haver Matters as the final proposal for the Downtown Master Plan was going to be unveiled. However, it's been decided that they'd like to do the meeting in person, so it's been postponed and a new date will be made available shortly. With that being said, let's now move to state news. Flathead County officials say a longtime veteran of their solid waste district was killed Saturday morning in a single vehicle accident. The incident occurred when the victim, who has been identified as Jeff Kruckenberg, was driving eastbound in his personal vehicle at about 7 p.m. towards U.S. Highway 93 on Disposal Road at the landfill. County officials reopened the landfill July 3rd. It was briefly closed following the accident for the well-being of staff. The Montana Highway Patrol and Department of Labor and Industry are investigating. Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks are proposing the installation of a portable toilet dumping and cleaning station known as a SCAT machine at the Eden Bridge takeout site on the Smith River and has prepared an environmental assessment for the project. In May, the Parks and Recreation Board approved the proposed change to the Smith River biennial rule requiring human waste pack out using a department-approved portable self-contained toilet system. Installation of a SCAT machine would provide floaters a convenient and sanitary means of solid waste disposal at the conclusion of their float trip. Development would consist of installing the SCAT machine within a precast building. An additional passive waste disposal system would be constructed adjacent to the precast building that will serve as a backup to the scat machine in case of a breakdown. Two 5,000-gallon holding tanks would be buried approximately 10 feet deep to contain the wastewater from the scat machine. A one-way 25-foot wide graveled ingress and egress road would be constructed to allow vehicular access to the scat machine for the public and access to the buried holding tanks for a pumper truck. Kaiser Health News reports that the four states bordering Montana have trigger laws to ban abortions now that the U.S. Supreme Court has overturned Roe v. Wade. But Montana's potential to become an abortion refuge for women in those states has been diminished. Planned Parenthood of Montana, which operates three of the state's five clinics, says it will not provide abortion pills to women from states with trigger laws in effect. It will still offer surgical abortions to those women. Officials say the aim is to make sure providers and patients are protected from criminal charges and lawsuits. But the policy change is another complication for women from neighboring states who want to end a pregnancy. Officials with Planned Parenthood of the Rocky Mountains say they don't plan a similar policy change in Colorado and New Mexico, states that are also seeing an increase in out-of-state patients. A Kalispell woman who admitted to conspiring to traffic meth in the Flathead Valley after acknowledging she had planned to take possession of a two-pound package of the drug was sentenced Wednesday to five years in prison, followed by three years supervised release. Destiny 
Rain Hardesty, 40, pleaded guilty in March to conspiracy to possess with intent to distribute meth. The government alleged that she assisted in the distribution of large amounts of meth in the Flathead Valley. In March of 2020 in Kalispell, law enforcement made a controlled delivery of a package previously determined to contain two pounds of meth to a Kalispell residence. Hardesty walked up to the residence and when interviewed admitted she had planned to take possession of the package and distribute the meth to various customers in Kalispell. Hardesty further admitted she communicated with other co-conspirators about when the drugs were arriving and opened three packages of meth and separated the drug into quantities for delivery. Hardesty further admitted she had made about 50 deliveries of meth over a year, kept the drug at a residence, and was involved in paying for the meth shipments. Now taking a look at wheat prices for today. Daily per bushel for Hill County winter wheat $8.10, spring $8.50. Blaine $8 for winter, $8.45 for spring, Liberty $8.15 for winter, $8.50 for spring, Shoto 810 for winter, 850 for spring, and Phillips 795 for winter, and 844 for spring. Let's take a look at funeral notices for today. Alois Lewis Landinger, 89, passed away at his residence due to natural causes on June 14th. Cremation has taken place and a celebration of life will be tomorrow, that's the 8th, at 6 p.m. at Pep's Pizza in Big Sandy. Thomas Patrick Pat Tierney, 91, passed away peacefully in his home June 16th. Cremation has taken place, and a memorial is planned for Saturday, July 9th, 1 p.m. at the Duck Inn in Haver. All are welcome. Hugh E. Crowell, 78, passed away unexpectedly January 7th at Northern Montana Hospital. Cremation has taken place, and a celebration of Hugh's life will be 3 p.m. next Thursday, the 14th, in Highland Cemetery, and Pastor Megan Haywish will officiate. Trista J. Doak, 46, passed away due to natural causes at a residence Friday, June 24th. Cremation has taken place and memorial services will be 11 a.m. Friday, July 8th at St. Jude Thaddeus Catholic Church. James Richard Lammerding, Sr., 76, passed away Friday, May 27th due to cancer at his residence. Cremation has taken place. Memorial services will be 2.30 p.m. tomorrow. That's Friday, July 8th at Holland and Bonine Funeral Home. Jim's family suggests making memorial donations in his memory to the Haver Public Library or the charity of the donor's choice. Patricia A. Meldrum, 77, passed away due to natural causes at Northern Montana Care Center Wednesday, June 15th. Cremation has taken place and memorial services will be next Tuesday, the 12th, 2 p.m. at Fifth Avenue Christian Church with Isla McClenahan officiating. Burial to follow in Highland Cemetery. That will do it for your Thursday edition of Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. Thank you everyone for listening and remember, seven days a week, we're your source for news and information. KOJM, KPQX, and of course... Highlinetoday.com. Have a great rest of your Thursday and stay safe out on those roads.